What's up, guys? How y'all doing, fans? Welcome back. Real Fans Podcast, episode 27. Friday, August 20th, 8.49 p.m. Nice weather outside. Night here in Miami. How you guys doing? It's hot as hell. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm here with a hot group. Talking about <laughs> nice weather. The AC uh, kicking. All I, gotta say, all I gotta say is I am so excited that football is finally back. Am I right, Gabe? You know why Gabe isn't excited? It's because he's got Tua's quarterback. <laughs> that's why he isn't excited. I wouldn't be excited either. All right. I don't even know why you're excited. We're obviously going to get into it because there's a lot going on with that organization on your forehead there. We don't get, get into that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're excited about. What? Tebow's it's gone. It's a sad day, man. It's a sad <laughs> day in Jacksonville history. Man. Listen, all right, guys. To bring it down day. to our lovely fans here, Jacksonville Jaguars have recently lost their best player oh, that God. they've received in the offseason, their star acquisition by the name of Tim Tebow. Timothy Tebow. <laughs> your, your best player. Football Jesus. Your best player. <laughs> Has been cut after one preseason game. Damn, our best player got cut. Your Damn, best man. player has gotten cut. Now we all know what's going to happen the rest of the season. It's it's a failed season. Yeah, we're tanking. That's it's a failed. It's, 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 it's the first start over again, man. <laughs> get, start over again. That guy from start Oklahoma. From <laughs> Doesn't matter if you had the top draft pick, top quarterback coming in, because you needed Tim Tebow. Either T E T E one T E both. No, and, and, all right, guys. In all honesty, guys, what do you what do you guys really think about that? You feel like he was cut well, too soon? Why do you think he was cut? I know Juven up, you know, with his practices. Remember a few episodes ago, he's like, "Yeah, he went six for six at practice." I don't know if that means anything, but how do you how do you feel, Julian? Did that six for six, um, you know, it, it ain't quite get him to where he needed to be. All right, so here, 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 here's my thing. I got kind of a, like a, a pretty like thought out thing. So I'm surprised, but not surprised at the same time. Like it, I have this weird feeling where I'm surprised he got cut, but I'm not surprised he got cut, if you know what I mean. So the reason why I'm surprised he got cut is because I truly didn't think. Well, first off, I thought they would give him one more preseason game. And also, I really didn't think they would actually run him as a true tight end role. Like, I, I, I really didn't suspect that. I really thought when he was coming into Jacksonville, he was going to have a specific role and he was going to be hiding underneath the tight end, like, like name, position name. But he wasn't and looked like Urban Meyer actually, like, ran him as an actual tight end, which to me was not right. I think to me it looked like Urban Meyer never put him in a position to succeed because you knew damn well. He, everybody knew, even Urban Meyer knew that he wasn't going to succeed as a tight end. He wasn't. He was going to be asked. He's never played the position for. He's not, not an ounce of it. He's never even blocked. He's only ever been a quarterback, and he was a physical quarterback, but being a physical quarterback is completely different from being a physical football player on all other aspects of the game. So yeah. it was like I was really surprised that that they – cut him and they had him play as like an actual true tight end position and then they didn't even give him any special teams play which supposedly 
he look he just has not looked good in special teams in practice. So they didn't play him any special teams reps in uh preseason. And the thing is, if you're a fringe guy, you got to play special teams. You have to. That's your one way of making the team. Um, but yeah, I was I was really surprised in, in that sense. And it almost seemed like to me, it was like you kind of put him in a position to fail, like almost. And it was yeah. like you kind of worked, you kind of like worked him up <sighs> because, like, think about it. Tebow, I guarantee he even thought that's like, all right, look, I'm not going to be used as an actual tight end. And then it comes to practice. He's like, I'm actually being used as an actual fucking tight end. Tight like, end. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you expected him to be like a gadget guy, like kind of like a taste, obviously not like taste. Taysom Hill is way more athletic, I think, and faster in every, every way. But I did think it was odd that they actually did that. But I actually had to look up tape because I, the only thing I saw online was a couple blocks. You know, it kind of made them look <laughs> goofy. Went viral. I was like, I was like, I gotta check this out because I, I, it, it, I was like, they can't even. This can't even be the two plays that he was in. Play. Um, I was like, I was like, damn, they cut him and they didn't even like throw a pass to him at all. He didn't even get a catch. Nothing. Yeah. So I actually targets. went online. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went online and looked it up, and there was a guy who was breaking down the film of just all the plays that he was in. And like you said, Julian, like they're actually using him as as like a blocking tight end. Usually, some you know some receivers they're you know receiving their possession receivers, whatever they're going to be throw first, or like Julian said, they might use him in a package like a wildcat or something. Um, but they're actually using him to block, and his, and and um, he just looked. It just he didn't look. You know, he didn't look like a professional blocker. Like like unnatural, like a, right? Like you yeah, know. it looked unnatural. Um, he he was missing his blocks. Um, uh, he didn't look particularly fast out there, like running his routes. I mean, it was just like, whatever. It wasn't like anything spectacular. He actually had a pass. I think it was towards him. And in, in one of the plays, it was a pass towards him, but a right receiver undercut him and took like, took the ball under the air. Like they did like a little curl towards the yeah. inside and the smaller guy got in front of him, took the ball. And then he had to turn around and try to block somebody, which he missed that block as well. So they were actually trying to use him as a blocking receiver, a uh, blocking tight end. And he just wasn't that good. Like he's not up to par to, you know, like it, it was subpar. Um, yeah, that, that's just expected. That's it's crazy. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like in a, such a short amount of time to have him training in that position. Yeah. Like Julian said, he's never played. Um, yeah. I really but, thought well, he'd yeah. play halfback. I thought he'd play halfback. Like maybe come in like a fullback type of role. Like wow. Like I yeah. really expected more. And I thought with this preseason, I thought all right. Obviously, they're not going to show the Tim Tebow package. So I didn't expect them to show anything in the preseason. So that's why I was uh, so I was like, all right, they're obviously not going to show much. They maybe have him couple, run a couple of routes, which he would probably do, or maybe a couple screens or whatever it might be. But I don't think they're going to show anything crazy, obviously, because it's preseason. But then when he got cut, I'm like, oh, shit, like they were actually running him as a tight end. And and yeah, it just and I, I and, and and if you take it at that that point of view, it is kind of like, you know, I think Urban Meyer did the right thing because what kind of precedent are you setting by like having him come in and play a position that he's never played and obviously did not look good. And then to, to keep him on the team and cut other guys. Um, the one thing I will say, and I, I hate the argument. Oh, well he took a spot from somebody else. I was like, that's such a bullshit argument. It's such a bullshit. Nobody's out there blaming Tim Tebow for the reason why they're not on a team. If they're not on a fuck, if they can't make a 90 man roster out of 32 teams, you simply just aren't good enough to make it in the NFL. And Tim Tebow is well, not the reason why. Well, 90 to get into camp, at least. Uh, 90 to get into camp. So uh, that yeah. idea that he's taking the 90, like, let's be real. Like, 
if you're blaming Tim Tebow for the reason why you're not on the team or whatever, at that point, at least, like, you just weren't good enough to make the team. Like, so now the next, called up the to a training camp. Is, next question for you is, who, who are you going to have at tight end? Your team, who, who, who's, who's next man up? Well, I mean, Tebow's battling for the fourth spot, and that's even if we keep a fourth tight end. But, I mean, we made some, we drafted a guy who's going to be a blocking tight end out of Ohio State. We also got a guy in free agency from Carolina who's going to be able. So it seems like we only have one actual receiving tight end. He's been on team for a couple of years, James O'Shaughnessy. But I think Urban Meyer, from what it seems like, he seems like he mostly uses his tight ends as like an extension of the offensive line. He doesn't really run like. Or what it seems like is like we're not going to really run like this West Coast offense like San Francisco or Kansas City does with Kelsey and Kittle. And uh, it, it seemed or like um, the guy what's the guy out of Oakland, um, Darren Waller. <clears throat> so it seems like Urban Meyer has a certain idea of how he wants a tight end. And when you really look back at his like past college careers, he's never really had a standout tight end that was really out there catching balls. Um, I mean, he had Aaron Hernandez, but he was he kind of made a name for himself by doing other roles within the offense and then really make a name for himself in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think he was putting him in a bad position, right, because, you know, Tim, Tim Tebow was an athletic guy, like whatever you say, he was a great college ball player. And I think they were trying to rely on his athleticism to do that. You know, and we've seen, you know, we heard of guys, I'm thinking of UM freaking Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Graham. He was a basketball player until his senior year when he started, uh, decided to play football and he, you know, look at the long career that he's had. Um, so they were kind of, I, I think they were trying to rely on his athleticism. Like, you know, he's playing baseball or whatever. Um, but he just didn't have like that kind of instinct. Like, you know what I mean? That's like something you practice and you develop over years. Like that, that ability to block and like put your body in harm's way. Whereas he is a quarterback. He's trying to avoid, you know, contact and stuff. So I guess it's like a different mindset, you know, maybe you're trying to rely on his, uh, they were trying to rely on his athleticism too much. And he just doesn't have that instinct to, you know, to be a tight end, which, you know, if you're going to use them as a blocking tight end, like I, I could never see why you want to use them as that. Like you said, uh, Julian, like I saw him in more packages, wildcat, you know, bring him in some, you know, uh, uh, take some hill kind of position, yeah. but Hey, you got a shot, man. You got a shot just like every other guy. And that's it. I guess we'll move on. He'll be probably be better on TV, man. This guy's going to be on TV. He'll be, he does college football. He'll, oh yeah. He's going to make plenty of money. Yeah, I, I, of I, I've seen him there. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one thing I will want to say, and I'm curious what you guys thoughts on it, because it's a little bit of a hot take that I have is like, you know, especially with everybody saying that how he got the a spot to a chance to try out for the team. And they're saying he was like really privileged about it, like because he knew the coach and all this stuff. But I'll go as far like I I really think Tim Tebow and his whole NFL career, he was never given a shot. He was always put in a position to fail. He was he, when you really think about it. When you really, if we, once we look back at Tim Tebow's career, this is the guy, and I'm going to sound like fucking Skip Bayless here, but he really, like, I was never, I'm not a huge Tebow guy. I'm pretty unbiased. I'm not like diehard Tebow. But like, when you really look at his career, he was always in every situation set up to fail. He was never set up in this situation where he had a team built around him, a system built around him. He was never given the chance. Obviously, great players excel that. And yeah, that's, that is true, and Tim Tebow is never going to be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. But when you really, I think he was five years or six years too early. 
if he was to come into the league now, Tim Tebow would be a success. And dude, I mean, at the end of the day, he made he took the Denver Bronc Denver Broncos, who was a one and four team, who who were looking to be bad, and a coach and a general manager who didn't want who didn't want him. They had an offensive system that didn't work for him, and he still led a team to the playoffs. And then yeah. the next year, they get rid of him, and they send him to the Jets, and he never starts another game after that. Yeah. He he never no starts room. another game after that. And when you, he took a team to a playoff and never started another game as a, at the quarterback position. Uh, that's wild. And I was going to ask you, whatever happened to that when he got that playoff win, literally I haven't never heard of him after yeah, that. Yeah, it was a touch. He he went to New York. Time. Yeah. yeah, he went to New York, and that was it. Well, oh. they got blown out by the, the Patriots, who ended up yeah. going to the Super Bowl, and there was a very dominant team. That's but, where they send you when they want your career to die. They send yeah. you to the Jets. And the thing, too, <laughs> is like Tim Tebow was drafted, I think, 2010 by Josh McDaniels. The head, the office coordinator for now the New England Patriots. He was he never played his first year. Then Josh McDaniels gets fired. Then John Fox comes in. John Fox never really wanted. He didn't want Tebow or anything. I guess Tebow was like Josh McDaniels like project. He wanted him. They were the reason why they dropped him in the first round. Well, never gets the actual chance underneath them. They bring in John Fox who didn't really want him. John Elway didn't really want him. And then the crowd, after going one and four with Kyle Orton, the crowd finally was chanting Tebow and they want him to play at least. And then he leads the team to the playoffs and then never starts another game. And when you really think about that, and I think I really think we'll look back and be like, damn, like this guy really never got a shot in the NFL. How many seasons did he play? Uh, four. I have two, oh, six, oh, seven, oh, eight, oh, nine. Wow. No, that's college. Oh, that's college. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's look college. at his wrong stats. It's uh, da, 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 2010 da, 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 da. to 2015, I think. And, and that's my thing. I think Tim Tebow is never actually even a fair shot. And then also, he, uh, <clears throat> he was never given a fair shot. Damn, why did I lose my train of thought right there? But yeah, either way, but, that's I all mean, I got to say. All right. And in conclusion, yeah. Tebow never had a fighting chance this NFL career. But he did get one now, and he lost it. I feel like he wasn't set up for failure. Jaguars had their expectations on who they wanted, and they weren't going to sugarcoat that position just for Tim Tebow because he couldn't adjust. I feel like that's what they needed. He wasn't the guy, and he got I cut. Agree. I agree. That's, that's how I feel. I just didn't you think know? he'd play tight end. That's that's my last thing. Um, so, wait. So, moving on to the next thing, because we can still stay on Jacksonville. Um, uh, Jacksonville still hasn't announced their quarterback, even though they obviously drafted – uh Trevor Lawrence first he, round pick everybody number one year. pick so, so what's going on with your quarterback situation in so actually today I was watching the press conference uh Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence are actually doing a press conference today and uh yeah he still won't announce as of today he still won't announce who is the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars Urban Meyer still keeping that close to his chest. He's saying that this is a quarterback competition that Gardner Minshew actually has a real chance of being week no. one starter. And um, they haven't even announced who's going to start this upcoming game Monday night. Uh, but you I know just, what? You know what? I like that. You know why? You know why? It's a dumbass. <laughs> oh, if I come in, right, your number one draft pick, nothing is guaranteed. 
Nothing in life is guaranteed. You're going to have to fight for it. And I feel like he's going to put a chip on his shoulder to show us what he can really do, right? We all have these expectations, right? Hey, what's a little friendly competition to fight for your spot? Yeah. If you're the guy, why not go out and earn it and show why you're the guy? You know what yeah, I mean? I, you're I you're coming out of college. You're coming out of college, bro. You haven't proved anything. No, first pick, second pick, third pick. You're going to come in relaxed. Nah, this is the NFL. This guy, Minshew, he's fighting for his job. He's fighting for his family. Like, that's his career. That's his, you know what I mean? Everything's at stake. You know? yeah. So I like it. I like it. If you're the man, you're going to show you're the man. It's kind of Urban Meyer's way. If you go back and look, nobody was ever guaranteed a spot. And he's still kind of even like that to not even just the quarterback position. I mean, he's like that in all positions. And I, I think he truly believes it. I, I genuinely think that Urban Meyer would, if hypothetically, if Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing good, at the end of the day, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the starter because I just think Trevor Lawrence is just better. From what I've seen, yeah. Minshew is just not good enough to act. There's something special about Trevor Lawrence and he's going to be the starter. But like, say hypothetically, if Trevor Lawrence wasn't performing well and Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew was, I genuinely think Urban Meyer would start Gardner Minshew. I think he would dead. I think dead ass. He would be like, you know what? He's playing better. I'm not throwing a guy out there. who's not going to put us in a position to win. We're starting him, but obviously from what we've all seen, Trevor Lawrence looks to be pretty fucking legit. I don't know if you guys saw the highlights of our first preseason game. Um, Trevor Lawrence versus Gardner Minshew in that game was worlds different. And like just seeing the way that guy throws the ball, I haven't seen a ball thrown like that in Jacksonville since I was a little kid with Mark Brunel. Like I, I mean, that guy has zip. He has poise. Uh, my only complaint so far is it looks like he was like, staying in the pocket for too long and he was kind of standing there for too long and being idle for too long. But other than that, yeah, I think I, like I said, I like how he's making competition. He's like, I'm not going to just name anybody because you're right. He hasn't necessarily proved anything. We're going to see coming week one to week 18, but yeah. No, I, and I, I know, let's say hypothetically he does to him, you know, and I'm going to let you get your point in as well, Gabe. Um, because I can see on the other end, right? You you draft the guy. That's that's the guy you want to roll with. That's the guy you want to develop, right? That's 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 your future. But guess what, Axelville, you want to win now, right? So you're gonna put the best guy. You're gonna put you in the best position to succeed right now. Now, because you guys are a little past a little um, what's it called? Build up team. Like you guys are in a position from what you brought all together to to make a little run. Yeah, How do you I, feel I about it? Yeah, go get. Oh, no, I was gonna say, man. I mean, this is one of the dumbest things ever. This is, I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious. What kind of what first round draft pick never starts for their team? I understand. You know, uh, this is the dumbest shit ever. Um, obviously, mind you, this is still his first year as a professional coach, um, uh, Urban Meyer. So, um, I guess you can say it. To me, it's just like it's so. Uh, the answer so obvious. I, I've been saying this kid. Is, when I first saw him play, uh, I think it was his freshman year, when they said he was a true freshman, whatever. I was like, damn. I was like, I, when I saw him play live in college, I was like, yo, I cannot wait till he goes to the draft because this kid is going to be fucking special. This kid has the frame. This kid has the arm. And I was like, we've got to wait like fucking three more years for this guy to get out of college. <laughs> um, so I've, I've always known this kid. Bro, you don't need to be a professional coach to know that fucking 
he's going to be a starter. Like you don't even, you, oh, yeah. like a dummy. You can be a a dummy can see that he's obviously going to start. So like to me, this is like uh, whatever. Maybe sometimes coach do this because they say, oh, they don't want to get. They don't want the other team to get scouting or get practice on because, you know, they have the practice teams they set up on on different offenses. So they don't want to scout, you know, uh, whatever. They don't want to scout the, the quarterback. So they say, oh, nobody. Oh, we don't know. It could be anybody. It could be. I don't know. It could no. be the kicker. I don't know. The one it's thing like, I will on. say. We obviously know who's going to fucking play. <laughs> the the one thing, too, that I will say, like I said, <laughs> the only the only way like this is that to me, I obviously I think it's gotten to a point where he's just saying that. Because after everything we've seen, Trevor Lawrence, he's fucking good. He is by far the best quarterback on the team from everything that we've seen from camp and the preseason game, and we'll probably see it again Monday. Like, he is the guy. Gardner Minshew, we can say that he never actually, kind of like in a Tebow situation, he was kind of put in a position to fail because we were tanking. We were, it was evident. I mean, he didn't have any weapons. He didn't. And the year before that, when we actually did have a solid team, he stringed together some games. I think Gardner Minshew is a great backup. I don't think he's necessarily a starter. I think somebody, what I think is going to happen is we're holding on Gardner Minshew for trade bait. I think midway through the season, somebody's going to get injured. Somebody who's pushing for a playoff spot, QB is going to get injured and they're going to want to give whatever it takes to get Minshew because I think Minshew's probably one. He is for sure one of the best backups in the league right now. So somebody's going to to pay him or trade for him to get like, a couple games because he can string together a couple games. He can string together a couple wins. My, I have a lot of gripes with Gardner Minshew. I think he has a lot of flaws that make the team look bad, but I do think he deserves to be in this league. And I think yeah. he's a solid backup. I don't necessarily think he's good enough to be a starter. But yeah, it is, it is fucking. I, I love the I, I competition, just, man. You got to well, keep a chip on their shoulders and just show nothing's guaranteed. And well, we know who's going to be the starter. But you here's my one me. thing though that does bother me. The, the one thing though that does bother me is though. You need to get to a point where you need to you need to announce something soon because he can't you can't be having Trevor Lawrence on like second team reps like you can't like you you I get like in the beginning you're splitting half and half like Gardner Minshew gets some and then Trevor Lawrence gets some but it's getting to a point where like after this preseason game I want to see him name the starter and he, I want to see him solely get first team reps I want him to see build connection live. with yeah. with his guys that he's going to be out there playing with. And he's he stuff having him fuck around with second team guys. And that's yeah. where I'm like, all right, dude, we need to, we need to do something. We need to announce it now because there's no, yeah. there's no reason he should, he's, we already know he's the best guy. And there's no reason he should be playing with second team guys. No and reason. you know, one of the biggest things you ever hear from like all these analysts is like, yo, college open and NFL open are two different things, right? So you need to get him, you need him that experience. You need to get him at fucking NFL speed with fucking guys, 250 pounds running at him four sixes. You need him in that speed and, and you need to get him that experience of starting open. You know what I mean? We just went through a season with fucking Tua. Tua said, I didn't know the playbook. Uh, <laughs> he didn't look open to me. Like, I mean, so you need to get him those reps and, and he needs to see that. You know what I mean? So, um, like I said, this is the most obvious thing to me. Uh, this is not like a, a hard thing to unravel. This is not like a fucking NFL mystery where fucking we'll find out in the next five's episode, Dragon Ball Z shit. Um, <laughs> I will say though, he's going to be a starter. I was going to say, yeah, I will ahead. say though, I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely against Gardner Mission getting some first team reps, but they shouldn't be flip, uh, splitting a half and half. Like, I think your backup should have some first team reps, like a little bit, maybe like 80, 20 split. Like your, your starter gets 80% of it. And then your backup is 20 just so you can get a little familiar in case something was to happen. Like if he was to get injured, your backup, no matter what team it is, your backup still has a like 
a little bit of experience playing with those guys and kind of yeah. understanding the way they the receivers move and your o-lineman is but like to be splitting half and half like no this is crucial time you need to give your guy like first especially a rookie you need to give your guy like as many first team reps as possible so can we transition over to the west coast to the west san francisco coast. san francisco 49ers with trey lance jimmy garoppolo who do you believe will start in san francisco julian i'll go to you all right, so these are one of these things that I was kind of saying where I think it really depends on what's happening in camp in the preseason. What I saw this past weekend, or pre- last weekend, with Trey Lance was really good, honestly. I thought he played very well. I was very surprised with his poise in the pocket. Jimmy G, uh, did he play? If he did play, I didn't. S- I think he played like a little bit, but I did see. I, I really wanted to check out Trey Lance, so I watched. He played a good amount too. He played into like the third quarter, uh, especially for a first preseason game, which is good. He should get his reps and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, you want to be a little cautious because you don't want him to get hurt. But um, I think as somebody, especially like Trey Lance, who didn't play like barely any games his entire college career, like I don't know exact number, but I I think he only played like seventeen or eighteen games or something like that in college, which is so such a little amount such a little amount um especially for a guy coming out of a small school so you need to get this guy as many reps as possible especially somebody like him who only played one game this past season uh because i had that little show show off like talent you know show off your talent like draft game that they had so but yeah i was really surprised i mean he obviously adds the athleticism to the position that uh jimmy g just doesn't bring you and I've been on this podcast before. I'm not a fan of Jimmy G. I think he is a poor man's Alex Smith. I think he is not that great. He doesn't turn over the ball, which is a good thing. I mean, he keeps it going. Obviously, San Francisco is a run-heavy game, especially they just drafted Trey Sermon to go along with Moser and everything. Um, so they're definitely going to be running the ball a lot more. But it is one of those things where I think we got to play it out a little bit. I think if Trey Lance continues to outperform Jimmy G, you gotta you gotta play him. At the end of the day, you gotta put your team at the best position to win. And if Trey Lance gives you that extra element and he's playing if on the same level, if not better than Jimmy G, you need to start him. I don't care if he's a rookie or not. If he's the better player, you need to play him. Like you know. I think, you know, going into this year, a lot of people are predicting the 49ers should have a better year than last year. Obviously, there's a ton of injuries. They had a ton of injuries early. Yep. Um, and sure going did. into the season, I- I'm actually going to contradict, you know, what we talked about the Jaguars, where I think they're going to probably stick with Jimmy G because Jimmy G is a no thing. It's a safe thing. Like you said, it's, it's a safe throw. It's not it's not flashy, right? Um, what you're hoping for is that you have these guys develop. I'm looking at the uh, wide receivers. Debo Samuel is really good. Should have a good season if he's not injured. Um, Brandon Ayuk. Um, all these guys should should get better and should have a better season. But I don't see, unless Trey Lance is out of this world better than Jimmy G, I really right. honestly think they're going to keep Trey Lance under on a leash and keep right. him, you know, with the headsets and looking over the playbook. Because that is a disaster. Like, that's a disaster way to happen. To put a young rookie quarterback and now understanding the pressure of like y'all moved up to draft this kid and y'all picked Trey Lance when nobody else was talking about Trey Lance. Um, that is a factor in this, but I still think um, they're going to probably stick with Jimmy G. Like I would, if I was, if I was a 49ers, I would stick with Jimmy G. Stick with what you know. I could definitely honestly, agree with you, Gabe. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Because yeah. look, look, last season, man, uh, how many injuries you had and yeah, you got a nice young, you know, athletic talent, but you're going to go over experience at this point, right? Like if you have a fully recovered team, 
right? Jimmy D- G did bring them to a Super Bowl. So you want that experience in play, right? He did uh, get exposed. I remember in that game, though, and Julian oh. was calling it. He got exposed that game. Yeah. He cost it in the Super season, Bowl. He cost yeah, it in exactly, the Super Bowl. Yeah. I remember watching that. But hopefully he learns from that. And, you know, if they have a, a team that's 100%, right, set each other up to succeed uh they they can make a little run so i don't think they're going to transition to a new quarterback yet uh i think they're going to see what he has to offer with with a, a healthy team once again before and they just, decide to make that just real quick for like the audience just like when i'm saying he cost him the super bowl and what the play joe just talking about is like i'm sure everybody knows it. it's like when that deep ball that he had i forgot who he had but he was wide open and i was like any patrick mahomes would have hit that and that was i forgot it was towards the end of the game it's been a while since i've seen that game yeah but it was towards the end, and that would have won him it right there. And he overthrew him by a long shot. He missed him by like ten or fifteen yards. And yeah, but as you're saying, yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised. The fact that Jimmy G hasn't been traded yet tells me they're probably gonna stick with Jimmy G. Because as soon as I heard they moved up, I'm like, oh, they're gonna trade Jimmy G. No, oh, that's that's he's the not, guy they like, wanted. I feel like yeah. that's the guy. You yeah. know, they they shot out to get him, and they got him. And look, I mean, they went to a Super Bowl. I don't think they're gonna hit the panic button yet. I, I again, they had a lot of injuries. You know what I mean? So I, I like I said, yeah. to me, it's one of those where if Jimmy G's performing well and he looks like he's going to, the 49ers are doing well and they can make a playoff run, then yeah, you keep Jimmy G in there. But if Jimmy G is just not playing well or he just looks whatever and then they start losing on top of that, they're definitely going to start throwing Trey Lance in there for sure. And people are going to be chanting for him. And like my biggest thing is like, Honestly, I don't care if you're a rookie or not. If you're the better guy, you need to start. You need to play the better guy. I don't care. Like I said, even if it was Trevor Lawrence, I don't care. If Gardner Minshew was playing better than Trevor Lawrence, play Gardner Minshew. I'd rather win than see a guy in there not play that well because we're playing. Because I'm going to hold you to that because I can guarantee the audience if uh, his boy, if his quarterback isn't starting, he's going to shed a tear or two. I can guarantee it. Speaking of quarterbacks, can we transition? Uh, just one more quarterback topic. Going to Chicago uh, with Justin Chicago. Fields, the battle going between Justin I Fields know. and Andy Dalton. So, the boy who, Dalton, that was a that was an awesome game. Did Chicago. anybody did anybody see that game? I did not see the game. No, that I was actually very exciting from Justin Fields. Uh, he came. Oh, in, I saw the highlights of Fields, he and yeah. he needs to start. He played very well. Granted, he was playing against backups. He was not playing against starters. Um, because if he was playing against the starting Dolphins uh, defense, it'd probably been a different story. But he looked really good. To me, he, was, he had the best performance out of all the rookies. Um, I've always said that I, I didn't buy into the Zach Wilson hype of him being the second best quarterback and being taken overall. I was always on the Justin Fields train that Justin Fields has been done dirty. He's been one a he's been one B to Trevor's one a. And for some reasons for something happened and he gets like bounced to be the fourth quarterback taken. Like to me, that was just ridiculous. Like Justin Fields has done nothing but make plays on the field. And, uh, He's another one too, like like I said with Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence. It's like he his poise in the pocket and his poise, like like looking downfield, was so well done. He did such a great job. And then also the one thing that stood out the most, and like what a lot of people probably won't see because it wasn't a flashy play. I forgot what it was, but 
there was a moment where he was rolling to the outside and he just kept on looking downfield. And instead of breaking for the run, he ended up throwing it. And that's something that I like to see a lot because there's a lot of those running or athletic quarterbacks that as soon as they see the opening, they go for the run. But the one thing that I, and I think Lamar Jackson struggles in this, but I see like Russell Wilson does so well is like, no matter what they throw the ball first. And then last, the last uh, thing you should go for is for a run. And that's the one thing I always want to see somebody's eyes down the field. And that's something I saw from Justin Fields that I liked a lot. I was going to say that's that's another situation, too, probably where, where I can see the Chicago Bears stick with Andy Dalton, right? Because we I've seen, you know, we've seen all we got all the tape on Andy Dalton. Um, he, He's a safe bet to stay. But Justin Fields does have a big arm. And like you said, if, if he has these flashes of like where he's making certain decisions, I mean, that's just going to make the fans thirstier, right? If I see like him, I'm like, oh, damn. This kid is looking good. Like if fucking if any any doll never goes down, like I can like I have confidence that this kid is gonna fucking be like be an all star. I think um, Andy Dolan just saw uh, the backup for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, he was last year. How, how did that turn out? Because I know that old team was Terrible. injured as well. Do you think he he's hurt. good enough to remain a starter? Well, that was actually the main reason why he went to Chicago, and then Chicago didn't think Justin Fields had fallen in a lap. And uh, they ended up trading up for him and they got him because I think everybody thought Andy Dalton was starting. And to me, it's Andy Dalton's job to lose. I think Andy Dalton's probably going to be the starter. But if he starts not playing well like he has these past few years, yeah, yeah, put in Justin Fields, he, especially if he keeps on performing like he does in the preseason. Like people are going to be chanting for him, especially the Chicago fans. Like they go hard, they go. Very. As somebody's went to a Chicago game, they go very hard, and uh, they're going to start asking for Nagy's head, <laughs> telling him to start Justin Fields. And here, here's a game to look at because their first game is at uh, Los Angeles Rams, but the second game is versus Cincinnati. So they'll be playing Cincinnati. The second game, I can see that oh. on TV being a thing. Andy regular Dalton season. Uh, regular season. Yeah, yeah. Week two. Week two. They're playing Cincinnati. So I like like you said. I think and it's Andy Dalton's job. Like. You stick with a veteran um, and hope the kid gets to learn the books. And you know what I mean? But hopefully I'll also say too, just like I said with everybody else, like if, if Justin Fields, if he's getting first team reps and he's playing better with that first team than Dalton is, you got to start him. Like, cause yeah. that, so of all the clips, Julian, coaches will know. So of all the clips, Julian, you saw this week or what was like uh, the most, the performance that you saw, you know, where the person got the most out of the player that got the most out of their performances over the past week? Like I said, uh, to me, the big one that stood out, yeah, was uh, Justin Fields. Um, I'll say, I mean, we already just brought that up, but I will say one guy who actually the first time we've actually got to see play is uh, Jordan Love out of Green Bay. Like, uh, I was actually kind of excited to see him because we there was no preseason last year, so we didn't get to see him play because Aaron Rodgers started all 16 games. So I was actually really excited to see him, and he actually played not bad because, let's be real, he's he's a rookie at the end of the day. Like, this was his first game ever, uh, no. and he looked pretty well. Looks like uh, the Green Bay fans responded uh, really well to him, and I think he's going to be a decent guy. Obviously, we have to see more. I'm not going to... Like, say he's like fucking Tom Brady after one game, but he did look good. He looked good, and I was really surprised. I did not expect him to look good. And and as far as, like, this upcoming week, who, what are you looking forward to the most? What uh, um, matchups or what particular player are you looking forward to develop as well? I mean, obviously, my team, Jags. 
but I will like to, <laughs> I would like to see more from Zach Wilson. I think he only got two drives. He had pretty much the same exact stats as Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Zach Wilson looked good. He actually didn't look too bad. The one thing I like about him is he does like, man, he has a quick release. Like you, that ball just looks like it's like a slingshot. Like he has a quick release. It's unlike anything I've like probably like Aaron Rodgers that I compare to like now in modern day football. But like, man, he does have a very quick release and he looks like he, he might do something. Looks like it was a good move to get rid of Darnold and bring him in. He looks like he just has more talent because I don't know what Sam Darnold's going to do that, do down there in Carolina. I don't know if he played this past week. I didn't really see anything about the Panthers, but uh, week one, they are playing each other. Carolina versus New yeah. York, so that'd be oh, interesting to see. Irony. Yeah, I think the only thing I saw as far as the Dolphins is uh, I just heard news of um, how uh, Waddle has really good rapport with uh, with Tua. Um, I think the Dolphins recently they just traded for like a lineman, a left tackle or something that they they just added. Um, so obviously we're on Tua watch. You know, we believe in Tua. This yeah, is it's, Tua it's, it's his his fucking team. <laughs> had, had, I mean, did you watch any of the clips of how he played? He looked kind of average i heard I, no i watched some of the uh i heard some of the analysis from uh, some of the south florida guys that that uh watch it so some of the clips on the news and stuff but i don't particularly watch any of the games i generally don't have an interest in like you know the only good thing about preseason is like the first five minutes when the you know the first two drives when the stars are playing and then after that it's like whatever like, i don't care i don't know to, to me it's only forever. interesting if you have like a rookie like like for me it's really interesting but next year yeah. probably boring as fuck like i don't really care yeah. Especially like if you're like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you care less about seeing preseason game. But like you, somebody like me or like the Bears or or I mean, honestly, I think as a Dolphins fan, you'd be a little bit intrigued to see him like in a new system and everything. Yeah. But all right. So uh, last last NFL topic, we're going to transition to Washington football team. They're still deciding on a name. Last we heard oh. they changed their name to Washington football team. Uh, and they had a whole list of names. So we just want to get a, a circle, a consensus of what you, how you guys feel about these names. So I'm just list out a bunch of names. You got, what do you got, how, Gabe? How, how you feel about them. All right, the Washington Armada. The Washington Presidents. How about uh, it's second and nine for the Washington Brigade? How about touchdown, Washington Commanders? Hey, oh look, that's a that's a nice pooch. That's a nice pooch punt from the Washington Defenders. It's like, oh, uh, the Washington Red Hogs are up seventeen. Red Hogs, oink 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 oink. Red Hog, oink oink. <laughs> or how about lastly, the Washington Red Wolves? How, how do you feel about these names? Red Is there anything that stands out? Red yeah. Wolves. Uh, so I got to Go ahead. Uh, well, just to preface this before we say anything, um, three apparently, uh, one of the uh, higher ups in the Washington uh, football team organization. They said out of these eight, they've narrowed down to three, but there's also a okay. possibility that one of those three aren't even in that list of eight, but that's the list of eight that like, I guess that everybody's been going by. So Jojo, were there any names that stand out to you that sound like, okay, oh, we gotta talk about this. The, you saved the best one for last. Red Wolves? Red Wolves. Fire. I think that's dope. I don't know how Red I feel about it. I like I there's moments where I think it's pretty dope, but then there's moments you gotta do the logo right. And I was listening to yeah. the uh, yeah. Pat McAfee show and they said they they would have an awesome chant. They just start howling like, oh like, so honestly, I, I, the whole concept, yo, if they do the marketing and the promo right, if they get the name with the Red Wolves, everything else was kind of boring. 
Defenders. Oh, also, to Washington, Washington football team is actually still on the board, too. Gabe didn't list it out, but that's also s- still possible name to keep yeah, it, Washington football team. At this point, like, I'm still comfortable with them calling them Washington football thing. I think it's actually kind of funny, but, like, it's just, like, everybody in the media got kind of used to it. So, like, um, of all the names, I mean, I still – I'm good with defenders. I'm good with Red Wolves. I'm good with football team. Like, those three names are, like, okay to me. I, um, I, I hate that, you know, it's just, obviously they're in D.C. and They got to make it, like, some, you know, like, you know, in baseball they have the Washington Nationals. It's like something related to like government or something. Yeah, that's um, exactly but, what I was thinking. That's why I actually I didn't I didn't really like it. I, I think you could stray away from that a little. Like, wait, so the Washington presidents? I mean, but I mean, that's like the Washington Wizards. I mean, yeah, the Wizards. Yeah, that's the Washington. I mean, yeah, I mean, Wizards is another thing, but um, that's kind of like their identity. I guess the city's identity, right? The you know Golden State Warriors. They, they, you know their logo is in Golden State. Um, you know, obviously, we talked about how Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians, are changed to the Cleveland. Was it the Cleveland Guardians? Uh, Guardians. Guardians with the thing of the bridge. So, I mean, obviously, you got to pick something that identifies with the city itself, or something that's kind of related. Right? Not not every time, but I, I get what you're saying, right? A lot of teams do kind of, you know, have names that represent the city, but you know, there's there's plenty that doesn't. You know what I mean? They're obviously keeping the same color. Like for sure, like that's just. I mean, you're gonna do it. My my bet. I mean, personally, I kind of like Washington football team. Like, there's something just like, like classic. Uh, yeah, I know. There's something just like yeah. classic about it. Like, yo, we're just the Washington football team. Because I mean, think about it. They're a very <laughs> historic franchise. They've been. They're one of the first ones. So it has kind of like that old school. Like, yeah, we're just a, yeah. like kind of like soccer, where it's just like you know, yeah. like. Mm, if, if, you, if you think about it, I think of like the Cleveland Browns, right? Because you say the Cleveland Browns and what are their colors? They're colored like orange and brown, whatever. The Browns was actually the name of a guy. So it was the Jim Cleveland Brown. Browns because it was, yeah. yeah, it was named after, uh, you know, the coach. The coach was uh, uh, Coach Brown, who was head of the Cleveland. So, like, Paul Brown. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Paul Brown, not Jim Brown. Um, yeah, but, Jim Brown's um, the quarterback. Yeah. So it doesn't, you know, and obviously, what's their mascot? Their mascot is a dog. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Cleveland Browns and a dog and it's orange. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> You know, I will say, you know, there's, um, yeah, outside of the football <laughs> team, I do like Red Wolves. I think you can do a lot with that, and I think you can make something pretty fucking sick. Oh, it I, just it's something savage, right? It'll yeah. get your team going. It'll now, be like a, said, the, how, a the how thing would be sick. The how thing, like you go in the stadium and everybody's like, oh, like something but crazy. You happened. know what? There's a portion of Red Wolves. That, it makes it it makes it sound like a, almost like a college team or like. One of the AFL teams. I remember Madden used to play with like, uh, yeah, with like uh, the Europe League, the Euro League, or whatever the other league. And Red Wolves just sounds and feels like if they, I don't know, depending on how they do the logo, it just feels like, yeah, kind of like gimmicky college, like you know, that's that's how exactly I felt when I first saw the uh, XFL. If you if you watched any of the XFL games last year, didn't have a St. Louis. It was like. There was like a pilot. Um, they had, there was a plane. A St. Louis. St. Louis. Uh, no, Battle Hawks. There were the Battle Hawks. Battle Hawks. That's cool. That sounds cool. But that still sounds like college. But I will say all like their college. logos, all their logos, like like I said, it literally remind me of like one of those custom franchises. You're like, yeah, the Euro yeah. League uh, things you can make back in those old Madden games. Yeah, the old but, Madden uh, 05. Madden 05. But I do think like I wouldn't be. I think in the top. What do you think's in the top three though? I think the top three is the Red Wolves football team and uh, maybe like. We'll say presidents. I don't think it's the president. 
Don't say president. I, I'd rather like, honestly, out of some of those, I'd rather be like the Washington Americans. Sounds cooler than that shit. Like half the shit that's. I like think that's a that's a little that's a little stretch. But I would say, if I mean, they you have the New England to, Patriots. Like, I mean, they decide to name them the defenders, and they end up having the worst defense in the league. I think that'll be hilarious. Uh, well, I think you're setting yourself up. Isn't the setting XFL yourself. team the defenders? Like, isn't one of those names like a XFL team? Don't, they yeah, but they're not the Washington. Yeah, you're named the defenders, and you out here giving up 50 points a game. I do think, though, I mean, you already have the football team. The one thing is I think the marketing department's obviously going to be like, well, what the fuck do we do with the football team? Like, you know, it's not like a historic name or anything. But I, like I said, I, I mean, it is kind of classy. It's kind of it's kind of cool. It's, it's like yeah. old school. Just like, I mean, your mascot could just be like a like like a leatherhead football player. Like, that'd be pretty sick like those leather helmets like an old school football like that'd be pretty dope like i, I like that and you're but then, putting the- secondly is red wolves i think red wolves pretty- i'm not against the red hogs either like that could be kind of cool like i don't know i mean like you have I, the razorbacks never, but like yeah I, I never liked the arizona was it arizona razorback or uh, oh, that's not arizona. diamondbacks uh, no you're thinking of uh, um Oklahoma, no, that's not. the Gamecocks. No, uh, Arkansas. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I never liked their logo. I never liked like their team at all. Whatever. But it's it's whatever they want. I, I don't think Cogs is going to make it. Like you said, there's a, there's other names that I would probably lean on. Um. Yeah. Wow. But I'm I'm perfectly fine with football team. Dog. Football team is is fine now. It's like it's probably, like common not like they yeah. waited too long. I think they waited too long. It's like kind of like people got used to. We're all used to it. Yeah. And it is. It, so, yeah. It's pretty. You know what I will say? I'm kind of upset they didn't do, but it'd be kind of cool. It's like DCFC. That's too much soccer. Like, <laughs> you want to be like soccer? I know. It'd just be different. It'd be kind of cool, though. Like DCFC. Okay. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I really like football team. I think I'm leaning towards down to that one. Anyways, yeah. guys, we're, we're going we're gonna to hold a, a little poll on the IG. We want to hear what you guys think. What should the name be? The next name of the Washington football team. So stay tuned. Vote. Get your votes in. We're gonna we're, we're gonna send it to the president of uh, the Washington football team. All right, so uh, just transition. We're getting out of football because football seems the main thing um, that's going on right now preseason. But we just want to talk uh, a little bit about MLB, little MLB news. JoJo uh, Otani has been going off. Obviously, Otani is a pitcher and a hitter for the Los Angeles Angels, and just kind of kind of the historic run that he's going on. If you want to talk about it, JoJo. Uh, Honestly, man, I just I think it's absolutely insane, right? We we've uh, in terms of baseball, that's really the main face you've seen all, all season since the beginning, right? Two way player, best hitter in the league right now, currently one of the best pitchers. We haven't seen this in over a hundred years you know, since Babe Ruth, you know that that we can last recall seeing a pitcher this dominant in hitting, man, like it's insane. The uh, first of 40 home runs this season as a pitcher. Have you guys seen this guy swing? Yeah, too bad he didn't win the home run yeah. derby. That's fine. It's just a friendly competition, right? We we want to yeah. see what you can do in the game. And he's showing us 40 so home he, runs. He still, so when he starts, is he hitting last? Like a so they, they put him they put him in as a DH, as a designated hitter. So even when he's not pitching, he's still hitting. Um, so that's about when that he is pitching, how, how they, they could put him anywhere in the lineup because he's DHing. But like, doesn't somebody, sense. doesn't somebody take the pitcher spot? Like in the beginning of the games. Right. So the difference is, um, the in the Ameri- have to, in the, two have. Le- so in the American league, in the American league, 
they have a different set of rules than the National League. And the National League, your pitchers hit, so they usually bat them nine. In the American League, yeah. you're allowed to have DH, which is which oh, is yeah. a designated hitter. That's two right. I remember rules. that. Yeah. I remember that. So, so you know, yeah, yeah. they're playing. They're playing Cleveland right now. He's batting first. DH. Okay, yeah, that I also I forgot the Angels are in the American League, but I do remember that now. I'm just going based off because I've watched so many Marlins games. I, I forget because Big yeah, Poppy yeah. he he would play uh, DH sometimes when he wasn't uh, playing first base. Yeah, even right now Stanton hasn't. He's played the field like two or three times in the last two seasons. Why? He's strictly in there for hitting. He's they don't want him to get hurt. They don't want him running. Yeah, they don't want him running and getting hurt out there. Yeah, you know he's a uh, risk of injury, and we have we have other outfielders, and he's ah, a big bat. So you, you want to play. <laughs> Oh, hey, man. Stand out there and catch a damn you're, ball. In this you're paying a guy. You're paying a guy millions of dollars. You want him to stay healthy for someone that's been injury prone the last few years, man. Yeah, it's a position for it. There's a position for it. It's DH. They didn't create it just for Stanton. Yeah. It's there. I know. So, I know that. I just think it's just yeah. like I don't know. I was gonna say, speaking of Yankees, we're talking about uh, Stanton. Let's talk about the Yankees and the historic run they were going. Last time we were talking at the All Star break. They were trying to make a run. They made big trades. They got Joey Gallo. Yes, they got, uh, I forgot the other trades they got. Um, but they're making a run towards the playoffs, right? And I think uh, Red Sox were at the top, top of the division, um, So as, as well as Tampa Bay. So, you know, they were in that third spot. But, uh, JoJo, if you can talk us down about the last couple of weeks, what's been going on with the Yankees since, like, you know. Yeah, man, the you know, for sure. So if we're talking July, man, we're looking at our record again. And I mentioned this in the last episode. And we're, we're doing even better, so we'll, we'll get there. But in, um, in July, our playoff chances were not looking too good, so we obviously had to make moves. We were 10 and a half games back. Uh, that's that's an eternity in baseball because for you to catch up, you need your other team to lose that's ahead of you in your division, and you need to go on a, in a, on a streak. So at that time, you know, by the trade deadline, uh, obviously we acquired, you know, Joey Gallo and Rizzo. We had two lefties in the lineup. Um, and we, we needed to win. So the goal was two out of three, right? Two out of three, two out of three. You need to win every series. And look at us now. We've officially passed Boston, second spot in the AL East, which was not an easy feat. Uh, Boston went on a little losing streak, which, you know, very important to us and while we were winning. And we had some tough series as well, like a lot of you know, close games, you know, one or two runs. Obviously, our relief pitching wasn't really helping us. And we've had 15 players on the IL, which a lot of people are underlooking that. So we had players step up, um, as I mentioned before, and and look at us. We are five games, five games behind uh, Tampa Bay for first place. And with our series sweep, bring out the brooms, past <laughs> Boston, and now we're leading the wild card. Yes, let's say the playing season to end right now. Yeah. We are in playoffs. And I know I we got a month playing, to go, but yeah, well, they're at 122 games. They're playing tonight. They're actually beating here's the team. scary thing we were doing this without you know, our, our best team available, our best available team. We got Luke Voigt back, right? He stepped up tremendously. You know, when Anthony Rizzo came, uh, was out, Anthony Rizzo's back. Now the decision is, what are we going to do with Voight? You know, obviously Rizzo's he's going to be the starter. That's why we got him. Look at that backup, you know, in Voight. 
Oh. Oh, Gabe. Another thing too. Yeah. Transition sports. You should start watching Inner Miami because we're actually on a fucking roll right now. I saw. I mean, what? You won we, two games in a row. Is that it? No, dude. It's well. We've, they've won. Um, let me think. Five. I know they beat last, Chicago. Five, five, they've gone unbeaten five out of the last six games. Gone unbeaten. Okay. We've won in three out of those five games. We've tied twice and won three. And then we lost uh, against New York FC, New York City FC, um, which was just kind of a. It's one of those New York uh, NYC FC is just they're just a really good team. But you need to hop on, man. We're 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 turning it around, man. We're pushing for the playoffs. We're pushing. I think there. they saw, I and think, we got an easy I schedule. That, we beat Chicago. Chicago is at the bottom yeah. of the table. Now we're facing Toronto tomorrow, which is last place in all of MLS. So we should get another dub here. And then, uh, man, we're, we're, we're climbing, man. We're climbing. And our, our designated I mean, players are playing well. Um, our, we got some new guys that have transferred out of England. Like, yo, we're, we're moving the ball, man. We're, we're scoring. Like, Listen, it's looking good. David was, Beckham's been going was, in every game. And ever since well, David I think, Beckham. I think you need to bring Gabe to a game bro, to get the ball rolling. It, you it need to bring so, him to a game. I t- when I went to a game, I've been watching everyone since. Like, I got, like, I that game the atmosphere especially when you sit in the supporter section is just awesome like i mean when we score people throw beers like they go fucking crazy like they do the they have a pink smoke so like when we score they pop like the pink smoke and like think of the flags oh, waving it's it's great there's not a to me there is no other sport i mean maybe foot, football or like college football is the only thing that compares to like the supporter section of a soccer game like it's it gets so fucking crazy, but you, you need to hop on, man. We're we're doing good, and mind you, too. Out of all those games, those five out of six, uh, besides the Chicago game, Chicago is at the bottom of the table. But before that, we we're four out of five, and those five teams that we played were all in the top six in the Eastern Conference in the playoff contention. So look, look at Gabe's face; he's still not looking like a believer. You could throw all the stats at him. Gonna be four, four out of five. Not impressed. Out of the top five teams. We let me know when Messi's the at the airport. I'll pick up Messi at the airport. Okay? You let me know when he's here, I'll go get him. He, he's not impressed. He's not impressed. Real quick, but, before we transition, even though you already did out of baseball, just to bring up a few things going on the rest of this season, because I know I always ramble about my Yankees. There's a lot of other stuff going on here. You know, obviously, Shohei Otani is going for that MVP, which I guarantee you he's going to win this year. But we need to go. Gabe, we haven't spoke about the, the biggest game of the season, the game of the year, man. The dreams. Guess what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting a part two. Yeah. We're getting a part two. So, feel Most the dreams game. It was actually. game of the season, and they already, they already announced it. We're getting part two next year. It's going to be Cincinnati Reds versus Chicago Cubs. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was that, actually that like, be, pretty ex- Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that game's going to be packed with Cubs fans. Oh. Yeah. Actually, this I, I, I saw last year, uh, this year, I mean, uh, last last week, a couple of days ago, or whatever, August 12th, I think it was. Um, it was a it was a pretty fun game. Uh, it was a little tight, a little boring in the beginning, but definitely the last two innings were definitely like fucking the craziest, craziest like turn, pivot, twist of a game. Super exciting. Uh, I thought it was super dope. Um, uh, I didn't realize like how much of a development actually was because they actually had the house, but then the actual field was like a couple, like a football field away and they had like a little corn maze or whatever. So the actual game and setup is actually pretty cool. I actually, I actually think it's a cool idea 
Um, I know the NHL, they, they'd like to do this year where they play outside. I think they the did winter it this classic. year. The winter classic. But this year it started like because of fucking global warming. The shit was like the ice was melting and it was all, all jittery. And they, they, I think they stopped the game because they were worried that the players were going to get hurt because the ice wasn't was a whole. Well, no, they canceled um, it last year. Be- wasn't. Yeah. Didn't they just well, cancel it just entirely because of COVID or whatever? I remember seeing footage. I, I saw them play for a little bit. I think they stopped the game. Um, oh, did they actually do it? Oh, maybe not. Yeah, I must have missed it though. Um, but, uh, but the actual, you know, baseball doing it, I, I, I think it's a smart idea. Like, obviously, you know, I think Fox was the main one. Fox was the main uh, network uh, hosting it, and obviously, they do uh, always a huge production. They have the fucking drones flying through and shit. Um, it's a dope idea, man. Like, it's cool. It's part of like the Americana. It's part of you know nostalgia. You know, I remember watching that kid. That's like one of, one of my favorite baseball movies uh, growing up as a kid. It's a little slow and boring, but it is like you know about like. You know, it's it's in the spirit of baseball. So I think it's dope as fuck. And, you know, if you see, the, like, the level of production they did to make that stadium, like, why would you tear that down? Like, they could easily tear it down. Like, you know, it's like a, it's built like a fucking concert. But, like, why would you tear it down? Especially oh, well, no, that was these... the movie prop. That's where they actually did it. That's where the movie yeah, yeah. was actually filmed. Yeah. Oh, well, honestly, the... yo, this game was the most watched regular season MLB game in 16 years. Yeah. 16 was- years. And it was the most streamed regular season baseball game in Fox Sports history. Same. That's and we talk about the tickets. The tickets were going crazy. I think they, you know, Julian talked about how they sold it to the locals. I think they were like 400, but then people were reaching. Yeah, I brought it up like, that they did a raffle for it, the locals there. Yeah. It was Iowa. 14,000 seats or something like that. And yeah, it or People were selling 10, tickets for like a couple. Yeah, for a couple G's, uh, the tickets, even though they sold them for 400. So, I mean, it, it makes sense, man. Like, it's a good thing, especially coming out of, you know, coming out of this pandemic thing going on in the world. Like, it was a smart idea. And, like, look at I hope they do a fucking Sandlot game. How about that? Let's do all kinds of baseball games. Let's let's do Angels a fucking Hey outfield. Arnold. Let's do a Hey Arnold <laughs> game where they, they go in New York City. They play in fucking Central Park or some shit. I don't know. Like, Yo, wait, what, what's all- the movie <laughs> where he gets on the mound? He's like, I am 12. Oh, oh bench warmers. Bench warmers. They should do a bench, bench warmers. <laughs> yeah. So have ringers out there. Around. Have Hall of Famers pull up and start <laughs> playing. So you know, it's a smart idea, man. Like you make money, you can sell. Obviously, it sells tickets. It gets views, and that's all really that league cares about. Well, football should do something like that. That'd be pretty sick to see. Like, take yeah. some like historic, like high school football movie, and then you play like the NFL game, like at the like high school stadium. That'd be pretty crazy. They Friday Night be, Lights. Or, like, Night or Lights. NBA doing a fucking game in like, uh, what's Tucker that famous? Park? Yeah. New York? Uh, a, yeah. They're like, that'd be crazy. And, like doing an NBA game there or some shit. Like they should all do about, such. I, mean, I don't know if it works because, you know, for the cornfield itself, obviously the cornfield looks different than a baseball field. And I think they made the dimensions of it, like the, the old Comiskey Park, which is the old Chicago White Sox Park. Um, they made it to those dimensions, but I don't think if that works, like you need to do like a remember the Titans game. Like, I don't know. Yeah. The, like, yeah. I was thinking remember, remember the Titans, the but I'm trying like, to think like, of like another one. Like you could find something yeah. like, I, I can't think of any movie at the top of my head, but like, yeah. Or even like I, like said, I said, doing the NBA game at like, like, uh, the, the, I'm forgetting the name judge, you know, yeah. uh, in Good New York. Part. Yeah. Like doing Good the part. game there. Like that'd be kind of cool, man. That'd be pretty sick. Or like Venice beach or some shit. Like, uh, how many tickets are you going to sell? A thousand? That's it? You know, but... I mean, you just like, I don't know, cover the fucking people just stand around the thing. I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but maybe you add. I don't know. But I think it'd be kind of cool. I, I think it'd always be kind of. Yeah. I mean, I guess NFL kind of does it with the Hall of Fame game, like playing in Canton. Yeah. 
Like, but it's more but about it's more it's about the Hall of Fame than the actual game. Like nobody cares about the preseason. Yeah. I, I think mean, too, NFL is more worried about doing a game in London or like Mexico than they are about doing in some small town, uh, middle America. Like they're they're definitely yeah. rather do it in fucking Europe or uh, Mexico than do that. Where they're trying to expand the audience, you know what I mean? They're trying to yeah. get more eyes on the game. Because obviously those London games, you know, the people, they just wear whatever jersey. It doesn't matter who's playing, though. They it's wear a festival. Like a, it's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a festival. Like, they treat the game as just like, yeah, you see those things. Even though it's like Jaguar home games, like, those guys are wearing all kinds of jerseys for teams that aren't even playing. Because it's just like, it's, yeah. from what I've heard, it's like a America festival. It's just like people go out there and just like, you know, just like same yeah, way we do like St. Patrick's yeah. Day, like, but they do yeah. like they're celebrating yeah. American culture, I guess, instead of you know they're celebrating football in general and whatever. But yeah. yeah, that that's I think this is a good spot to end it. Um, we appreciate y'all for coming checking us out, Real Fans Podcast. Also, a, real quick, as, are up? you guys ready for the fantasy draft tomorrow? We're doing a football fantasy draft league. We're all in it this time, and the draft is tomorrow. Gabe, who are you taking first? I'm taking Pat Mahomes, baby. I'm In the first take... round? <laughs> That's a, jo- That's a JoJo move. That's a JoJo move. Quarterback, running back. I've done that. I picked Tom Brady first overall a few years ago. I was new to this. I didn't know. I regret it. Quarterback, running back. Quarterback, running back. I am not taking first quarterback round. until like, I might not even draft one, honestly. Listen, I just hope Gabe isn't ahead of me in this draft because he stole all the good players <laughs> right in front of me. Every player that I wanted, he took. Oh. Oh, yeah, because we're, yeah, we're back-to-back. And, uh, we're right next to each other. What was that receiver we're, we're going? Like, I think you took Justin Jefferson? or I took the – oh, yeah. Wait, did you take Justin Jefferson and I took the white oh, guy? I, I don't remember, but I remember when you got uh, you got DK Metcalf and you were like, yeah, this is the oh, guy right Metcalf, here. Oh, Metcalf, that was it. That was Metcalf. It was between Metcalf and uh, – Oh damn! What's the other receiver? I forget his name, but yeah, I remember we we're back to back. We we're talking shit. I was like, uh, <laughs> "That's funny games." But we appreciate y'all checking us out, Real Fans Podcast. Down for another one. Next week we'll be back here again talking about all the sports. I'm excited. Tomorrow's going to be Shikari Richardson running. Hopefully, I get some news from that. Football, baseball, all the sports. Real Fans Podcast. Jojo, tell them where we can find the podcast. Spotify, Real Fans Podcast, Instagram, YouTube. The Hello, Gabe tweets. Gabe's Twitter My space. So we appreciate y'all coming out. We'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.